Welcome to episode 8 of the Lose It Podcast. This is the podcast tailor-made for those of you with weight to lose, those of you that are losing weight now, and those of you that are bathing in the accomplishment of the weight you have already lost. Everything you ever wanted to know or learn about the process of losing weight and keeping weight off all in one weekly podcast. If this is your first time on the Lose It podcast, thank you for being here. I'm your host, Nick Jopo, and five years ago, I lost 110 pounds after a lifetime of gaining and losing weight. The Lose It community has really been taking off the last month or so on Instagram, and it's fed a lot of people into this podcast that are new listeners. So if you are one of them, I just wanted to say thank you. We are officially a top 50 weight loss podcast, which feels really great given that we're only eight episodes in and it makes me really excited for the future. I've really loved and enjoyed hearing the stories of what y'all are going through in your own weight loss journeys and answering the questions that y'all have about losing weight and about keeping it off. So if you have specific things that you want to talk to me about, please DM me on Instagram or leave a comment. I respond to all of the DMs and I'm looking forward to getting to know uh, more of you on a deeper level and supporting you along your journey. That's what this community is all about. Today we're talking about how to overcome excuses when it comes to losing weight. We'll be diving in a little bit on some of the specific things and excuses that I had in my head that were preventing me from losing weight. And I'll show you and teach you through exactly how I overcame those excuses and help you identify some of the excuses that you might have that are holding you back from achieving your weight loss goals as well. Welcome to episode eight. The first excuse I always had, I was, I was 274 pounds. This was five years ago. I was 23 or 24 years old. And I always had the excuse in my head that I didn't have enough time to lose weight. I didn't have enough time to lose weight. I would imagine that might resonate with some of you that are really busy. Some of you that work full-time or more jobs and have a family and are trying to find time to cook and go to the gym and take care of the dog and the kids. I get it. I totally get it. I was making excuses about my own time when I was just living by myself and didn't have a family, kids, or a dog. And all that I was doing was working a job that was pretty time-consuming. I was working 55 or 60 hours a week. And that was really my only, my only commitment when I was fat. And even in working 60 hours a week, I felt like I didn't have enough time to lose weight and to get in shape and to prioritize my health. And someone said something to me that changed my life forever. And they said that if you have time to eat, you have time to eat less. Now that sounds a little eating disordery, so take that with a grain of salt. That doesn't mean that you need to starve yourself to lose weight or just start eating a bunch less food to start seeing results right now. So don't take it in that way. But it is true. If you have time to eat, you have time to eat less. And to lose weight, you really just need to eat a little bit less calories. And that's so basic. We all know that, right? This this podcast and, and this Lose It community and my message isn't built around eat less calories to lose weight. It's built around how are we going to build the mindset required 
to build and maintain the habits required and the lifestyle required to eat less calories over an extended period of time and then to go up to maintenance calories after you hit your weight loss goal so you can actually maintain your results. So we don't want to simplify weight loss too much here. Uh, though it is simple, it's it, it's not complicated. It's simple, but it's not it's not complicated and it's 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 not easy. It's still hard. Losing weight is still hard though it is simple. But if you have enough time to eat, then you do have enough time to eat less. And if you can tell yourself that, you can kill the I don't have enough time excuse here pretty quick. There's also the I don't have enough time to I don't have enough time to work out or I don't have enough time to cook all of my meals. I started meal prepping pretty extremely, a little bit obsessively, and I wouldn't recommend doing what I did where I was eating everything out of containers at one point, and it kind of took over my life, but meal prepping does make a lot of sense. I meal prep now in a way that's, that's much more sustainable, and, uh, and I make meals really quickly now. So to lose weight, I had to learn that I don't need to make some extravagant meals that are ultra-healthy or ultra-low-calorie. What I ended up landing on, and it took me years to get here, is I just cook raw meat and then throw in some frozen veggies or some fresh veggies uh, and cook them in butter or ghee or oil or whatever and make stir fries. I'll add some rice sometimes or have a side of fruit. You can bust out a stir fry with raw beef and veggies in like seven or eight minutes. And you can cook two, three, or four portions of that and have dinners for an entire week in like 20 minutes or less of cooking. So you don't need to meal prep and weigh out every ounce of chicken and every ounce of rice. And it, it's just, it's easy to get obsessive over these things. And, and what happens, what happened to me was I was so fucking fat and I got so obsessed with weighing every ounce of my food that it just became too much to handle. And it just seemed like there was too much to do. And if I overate one ounce of chicken or I was a little off on my calories, it just ruined my mindset around weight loss for the day. And then I would just say, fuck it, the day is lost. You don't need to go down that rabbit hole. It doesn't need to be time consuming to meal prep. Just make some meat and make a side of rice that you can stick in the microwave, get some microwave rice and take some frozen veggies and throw it in with the meat, throw in some oil or some butter. It doesn't need to be the healthiest meal ever. It just needs to be sustainable and something that you like enough to eat and something that's getting you the right nutrients. Meal prep does not need to take much time. The other excuse I always made was that I didn't have enough time to work out. And this is the biggest thing that's changed for me over my last five years of now maintaining the 110 pounds that I lost is I did not realize how much fucking time there is in a day. I went from working a full-time job, and that was my only commitment, and that being enough to make me think that I didn't have enough time to now here I am five years later. I work a full-time job, plus I travel overnight regularly for work. Plus I have a very loving relationship with my partner where we're putting a lot of time and effort into building foundations for the rest of our lives together. I have great male friends here where I put a lot of time into building and, and continuing to maintain those male friendships that will also last me the course of my life. I cook almost all of my meals at home when I'm not traveling. Almost everything that I cook is is shopped and almost everything that I eat is shopped and prepared by me or by me and my partner together, me and my woman together. I go on walks every day. I go to the gym at least four times a week, sometimes more, depending on how I'm feeling and how my energy levels are. 
And I also film, edit, and post content online every day. And I film, edit, and post this podcast every Wednesday. And I just realized there's so much more time in the day. And people say that. And it sounds like bullshit when you're just getting started on this journey and feeling overwhelmed by how, how much shit you have to do. But I really feel to my core now, there is so much more time in the day than I previously thought that there was. And it came down to me just not doing bullshit things anymore. I, I don't watch Netflix ever. I don't watch anything ever. No movies, no TV shows. I very rarely just sit down and scroll on my phone and it took me a long time to get to the point where I just don't waste much time anymore. When I'm relaxing, I'm intentional about my relaxing. And what's really changed is I've just become intentional about my time. It doesn't mean that I never just sit down and breathe or lay out in the grass and throw my arms out to take in the sun. I love doing that shit, but I do it intentionally. I don't do it aimlessly. So when you become more intentional about your time, it doesn't mean that you can't take a break. You just have to be intentional about your breaks and as you start to become more intentional about your time, you realize just how much fucking time there really is in a day. I promise you do have the time. You have the time to go to the gym. If you don't think that you do, you can start combining uh, different things at the same time. So here's what I did. I do all of my own grocery shopping, but I also go on a walk every day. So there was a point in my journey where I'd get overwhelmed and God, I have to go to the grocery store, but I also have to go on a walk and it's seven o'clock at night and I got to come back and then cook all this food. And then I still got to finish up some work for the next day. And I still got to talk to my girlfriend and all this different shit. And it would overwhelm me that I wouldn't end up doing anything. I realized that I can kill two birds with one stone. I got to go on a walk and I got to go to the grocery store. How about I walk to the fucking grocery store? And it sounds so simple, right? I've got to take this work call in the middle of the day. Yeah, but I have to go on my walk. And I just, the fact that I didn't do my walk this morning is fucking with me. I can't stop thinking about it. Take a phone call on your walk. Oh, I've got to cook, but I've got to do this work thing. Do the work thing while you're cooking. What two things can you combine to kill two birds with one stone? How can you do two things at the same time? Oh, I don't want to go out and eat. My friends and I always go and get pizza and drinks every Friday, but that's hurting my weight loss goals, but I still want to see my friends. And oh my God, I don't know if I have time to go to the gym and then go see my friends. Invite your friends to the gym. Invite your friends on a walk. Instead of going out and drinking, go do something outside with them. Go get on a kayak or a canoe or a paddleboard. Go rock climbing. At a rock climbing rock climbing is really hard to do when you're fat. And I can attest to that. So maybe don't try that. But how can you combine activity or cooking or preparing healthy food with the socialization and the other things that you have to do in your life already. Put two things or three things or more together. Make them happen at the same time, and you'll realize just how much time you have. The next excuse, and I hear this all the time, and I've, I felt this when I was fat too, is I'm worried about my loose skin. I don't want to have loose skin. I've been pretty fortunate to not have very loose skin. I have some very stretchy skin, but I really just have loose skin uh, where my man boobs were and, and on the lower part of my stomach, but it's not horrible. So I, I lucked out a little bit in that regard. I get a lot of questions about this online and people saying that, that they're afraid of loose skin. I don't have much to say here besides I promise you that you being more fit and you being a healthy body weight with loose skin will feel about 10,000 times better than you being really fat or wherever you're at in your journey to where you're concerned about the loose skin, you will feel better having the loose skin than you will where you're at right now. 
Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. If you didn't agree with that, you would not be listening to this podcast. It is factual. You'll be fine with the loose skin. Maybe you're not going to like it at some points. You'll get used to it. I've got a ton of stretch marks all over my chest, all over my stomach. When you see me shirtless, it's very clear that I was fat as fuck. Very clear. People double take. Look at me. My body looks different. It just looks a little bit loose because it is a little bit loose. And that's the reality of losing weight, especially when you lose weight and don't have a very muscular build or muscular frame. You didn't grow up playing sports or lifting weights. If you were just a fat fuck like me that had no muscle and then you lose weight, you're not going to have some like dream sculpted body like we see online with all these people that do the before and after pictures and they have raging eight packs. For me to have visible eight pack abs, I would need to have some tree trunk abs and some really strong core because I've got a ton of fucking loose skin that needs to be filled out. That's where I'm at in my journey right now. But I promise you, even if I never tried to build muscle ever and I just stayed loose looking, which is kind of how I look right now, but especially how I looked right after I lost weight, I felt 10,000 times better than I did when I was fat. And I, I'm confident that you'll feel the same way too. Don't let the fear of loose skin stop you from going after what you want. You'll figure out the loose skin when you get there. Trust in yourself that all of these things that you fear are going to happen to you after you lose weight or you fear you're going to feel. Trust in yourself that you're going to be able to figure it out. And the next one is eating disorders. There's people that are afraid, and I felt this a little bit too. There's people that are afraid about losing weight because they don't want to develop an eating disorder. You don't have to develop an eating disorder. You don't have to develop binge eating or something more serious like purging where people are actually making themselves vomit. I don't have experience in that realm, but I've seen it before. And there's just a point where you need to be smart, but you have to trust in yourself. Trust that if something bad like that happens, that you are the right person to work through it. Trust in yourself that you're going to be able to get through whatever comes up along this journey. You have to trust in yourself the same way that you have to trust that you have what it takes to lose the weight. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, it doesn't matter what happens. I will make it through no matter what. And it doesn't matter if I develop an eating disorder. It doesn't matter if I have so much loose skin that everybody makes fun of me and I never want to take my shirt off. You don't want to take your shirt off right now anyway. You don't want to take your shirt off right now anyway. You'll be fine. Trust that you will be okay. You will be okay, I promise. You'll work through it. It's going to be hard. You'll work through it. The next excuse I always had was I don't know how to build a workout routine and I don't know what to eat. I don't know how to build a workout routine and I don't know what to eat. And that seems really overwhelming. Well, if you're someone that's just sitting on the couch right now, you don't need to build a workout routine. You just need to go walk. Same thing with dieting. If you're someone that's eating like shit and you don't even know how much you're eating and you're just eating whenever you want to eat, whatever the fuck you want to eat with no discipline and no plan, you don't need to build a meal plan. You just need to find a way to eat a little bit healthier than you are right now. You don't need to build a workout routine. You just need to find a way to just be a little bit more active than you are right now. So if you're sitting on the couch listening to this podcast with some pizza in your hand eating popcorn, that's fine. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, go on a walk. And then the next day, just wake up and go on a walk again. And, and, and do that every day for two weeks and see how you feel. Then the next day, go on a walk, come back and, and try to do 10 push-ups before you go to bed that night. And every night for two weeks after that, just try to do 10 push-ups. If you can't do them, just try. And just try and fail. Try and fail and then go to bed. And every week or two weeks, just add something really small. Over the course of six months, you're going to have such a different relationship with exercise. You don't need to have some crazy workout routine. And then you can start building into going to the gym once a week, twice a week, three times a week. And then you start meeting people at the gym 
and getting invited to work out with other people. Now you're making friends. Now you're socializing at the gym. Now you're killing two birds with one stone. It's not about how are we going to get in shape this month. It's about how are we going to build the habits over the next six to 12 months to, to get in shape and stay in shape for your entire life. We're not trying to lose weight as fast as possible. We're trying to lose weight and keep it off. And the way to do that is baby steps. Baby steps. Start with walking if you're not walking right now. Walk 5,000 steps a day. Take you an hour. After you get there, walk 10,000. Then start doing 10 jumping jacks. Then start doing 20 jumping jacks, then 10 push-ups, then 20 push-ups. In three months, you're going to look and feel totally different. And you're going to be really confident to go to the gym and start doing uh, some more planning. You don't need to do the planning right now. Just be a little bit more intentional, a little more active. Same thing with food. You don't need to have some crazy diet. And, and this is what always fucked me up. I would always try to have the perfect diet. This was the biggest excuse. I don't know what to eat. I don't know how to, how to have a perfect diet. You don't need one. You don't need one. If you're someone that's eating, I was eating like full Domino's pizzas for dinner. If you're eating full Domino's pizzas for dinner next week, if you eat a full Domino's pizza for dinner every day, this is extreme, right? But, but this is where I was at. Next week, just eat three quarters of a Domino's pizza for dinner. The week after that, eat fucking two-thirds of a Domino's pizza for dinner. And just keep going down a little bit. And then a couple weeks into that, now that we're decreasing the shitty food that we're eating, let's start filling that with some healthier food. Now I'm eating half of a Domino's pizza and an apple for dinner. Now I'm eating half of a Domino's pizza and two apples for dinner. Now I'm eating a quarter of a Domino's pizza, two apples, and a cup of blueberries for dinner. Whatever that looks like for you. Now I'm adding more protein. Now I've got, I'm cutting down on my bullshit pizza. I've got some healthy fruits. Now I'm going to add some, some ground beef or some chicken or some, some organic grass-fed meat, whatever that looks like for you. But over the course of six months, how can you build a plan for you? There's no one size fits all. I can't tell you what to eat. I can't tell you what to eat. No one can tell you what to eat besides you. You have to decide what you are going to be able to eat and sustain for the rest of your life. Baby steps. How can we start off eating a little less bullshit over the next couple months? How can we start introducing more good shit? We all know how to lose weight. Everybody here knows how to lose weight. If you Google, how do I lose weight and follow any of the instructions on any of the first 20 things that pop up on Google, you will lose weight. You don't need me to teach you how to lose weight. You know, you already know how to do it. What you need to learn is how to build sustainable habits. We are here to learn how to build sustainable habits. And the key is baby steps. I preach it. I teach it to my clients one-on-one. -on -one. We talk about this every fucking week, every week. What habits are we working on building right now? What habits are working? What habits aren't working? You don't need to be perfect. You never will be, but you especially cannot be right now because you won't be able to sustain it. Nobody can. Nobody can. You have nothing to prove to anybody. Baby steps. We're not trying to be fit next month. We're trying to be fit next year and the year after and the year after and the year after until the day that we fucking die. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to make changes right now. We're trying to make changes for the rest of our fucking lives. Never forget that. That is the core message. It's the thing that everybody gets wrong. It's the reason why we can't keep the weight off. Ah, I'm so fucking passionate about this. I'm so passionate about this because it's not about weight loss. It's about your entire life. None of this is even about losing weight. It's about what you learn through addressing the habits and through building the habits. You learn everything. You learn everything. You learn real self-belief. You learn how to go after that girl on the side of the road. You learn how to go after that job that you didn't think that you would have and make more money. It's all connected. 
It's all connected. It's not about what you fucking look like. It's not even really about what you feel like. It's about what you learn through training yourself to feel and look better. It's not actually about the result of what you're doing. It's about how it bleeds into other areas of your life. Things could be so much better. I never thought things could be this good for me. And I'm so excited about how much better they're going to be one day. I'm so excited. It's okay to say, it's okay to say, and, and this was a really big excuse that I always had. I always said, I'm, I'm happy already. I'm fine. I'm not, I'm fine being fat. Like I'm just kind of happy. It's okay. That's okay. You can be happy. You can be happy and fat. You can say, I am enough. Hold one hand up and left it. Hold your left hand up in the air. This is the I am enough hand. Do it right now. I'm enough. I'm happy. I love myself. Self-love. That's fine. You can love yourself right now. Hold the other hand up and say, I can be better. I can be more. I can be better for myself, for my kids, or for my future kids, or my wife, or my husband, or my future wife, my future husband, for my neighbors, for my coworkers, for my friends, for my parents, for my siblings, my cousins. I can be enough. I can be better. Left hand, I am enough. Right hand, I can be more. I can be better. You can have both at the same time. You can be happy and love yourself when you're fat and still say, I want to get in shape because I love myself and I deserve to feel good. It doesn't mean that I don't love myself now. It doesn't mean that I'm not happy now. I'm going to be happy through this journey too. And because I'm getting in shape, I'm going to be happy for longer because I'm going to be less likely to die of something that I could have prevented like diabetes or high blood pressure or having a fucking heart attack. These are real things. These are real fucking things. I am happy. I can be more. I am enough. I will be better. Hold both of those energies at the same time. It's not one or the other. The excuse that I always had, additionally, was that I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough money to get organic food. And I didn't have enough money to get some baller gym membership. You don't need a fucking gym membership. Go on a walk. Planet Fitness is $9.99 a month, but you don't even need it. Do some push-ups, go on a walk. Do you have a floor? Is there a floor in your house? Can you sit on the floor and do some sit-ups and do some push-ups? Is there a sidewalk on the street that you live on or an area where you could walk and not get hit by a fucking car? Go walk there. You don't need a gym membership. I know it's it's so stupid to hear, and it, it even sounds preachy when I say that, but I'm not even really talking to you guys. When I'm filming this podcast, I'm closing my eyes and I'm talking to my old self. I'm envisioning that I'm talking to myself when I was 110 pounds heavier. What did I need to hear? I needed someone to just tell me, go fucking walk, man. You don't need a fucking gym membership. It's cold. Get a fucking jacket. Get a jacket, man. Put a jacket and some fucking gloves on. You have to want it. You have to want to get in shape more than you want to be warm in your house. And when you really just write those two things down on a piece of paper, do I want to be fucking warm and comfortable or do I want to fucking lose weight? Which one do you want? You get to decide. You get to decide. The last excuse that I always made, and this one still hits pretty fucking hard, pretty close to home, is the genetic. I don't have the right genetics or my metabolism is fucked up. I don't have a good metabolism. Man, I've got the worst genetics. I No one in this world has worse genetics for losing fat and building fat than I do. I gain fat. Faster than anyone I've ever seen. If I said, fuck it for the next month, I'm eating whatever I want, I would gain 15 or 20 pounds. Nobody gains weight the way that I gain weight. Nobody. I've never seen it before. And I, and I know that there are people that actually do, but it's it's something that, that, was, that was the hardest thing for me. My body is just so fucking sensitive to calories that if I overeat for two days, I'm going to be eight pounds heavier. 
literally eight pounds heavier. So I'm very strict. I'm very strict. I'm very dialed in. My palate is dialed in. I'm dialed into what my body really wants and needs. I'm dialed into why I'm craving certain things and what my body actually needs when I think that I'm craving something. And those are things that I've learned over five years. If you're just starting out, you're not gonna, you're not gonna even know what I'm talking about. But this is where you can get to, right? You don't have to have the right genetics. I hear people all the time, my own family, well, I'm too old, or I'm a woman and I'm I've gone through menopause and my hormones are fucked up. And and I get it. I get that though I, I don't get what it's like to go through menopause, but I understand what it's like to have a barrier that's making it harder for you to lose weight. And I understand how easy it is to use that as an excuse to not try the way that you, sh- that you could be trying and that you should be trying and that you owe it to yourself to try. It just means you're going to have to try a little harder. If you've gone through menopause, it's going to be harder for you to lose weight. You're going to have to try a little harder. You're going to have to be a little more dialed in than I was when I was 23 or 24 years old and just starting to lose weight. If you're 75 years old and it's hard for you to walk because you're so heavy and because you're a little more frail, your body's a little more broken down because you're older, you're just going to have to try a little more. You're going to have to be a little bit more consistent. You're going to have to work out for smaller durations more frequently. You're going to have to be more dialed in on your nutrition. You won't be able to afford the same cheat meals or whatever you want to call them or more bullshit, the same amount of bullshit that I was doing when I was 23 or 24. We might not be in situations that are comparable. You can't compare yourself to people that have lost weight. Don't look at me and say, this is what he did. That's what I'm going to do. Look at yourself. Say, this is where I'm at. This is what I can do. This is, and this is what I can do consistently. This is what I can do every day. And do that. And just keep doing that. Because over time, you're going to build more resistance to it. If you're 75 years old and it's hard for you to walk and you go walk 100, 100 yards and then come back. And you do that every day for a week. A couple weeks, you'll be walking a few hundred yards. And then you'll start walking a half mile, then a mile. What can you do right now? It's not about me. It's about you. What can you do? Even if your genetics suck, that's okay. You're not going to look like a bodybuilder. You're not going to look like these people you see on Instagram when you lose weight. That's not what we're going for. We're looking for how can we feel better about ourselves? And how can we look better? Maybe you want to look better. I want it to look better. I still want to look better. That can be a driver too. But how do you want to feel? What are you going to eat and how are you going to move? to make yourself feel the way that you really want to feel. Your genetics might suck. So do mine. I've got a really small bone structure and I gain fat really easily. And it sucks. But I'm working through it. Here we are. And I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm just going to keep doing that. And progress will come. Don't let any of the excuses that we talked about today, not having enough time, being afraid of loose skin, I don't know how to build a workout routine. I don't know how to build a meal plan. I can't afford to eat healthy food. I can't afford a gym membership. My metabolism is slow. My genetics suck. I don't need to lose weight. I'm fine. I'm already happy. I'm content. Don't let any of these things stop you from doing what you know is right and what you know you deserve. You deserve it. You deserve to feel really good in your body. And you can do it. It's 100% in your control. It's not going to be easy, but it is going to be simple. It will be hard, but it will not be complex. It will not be complex. I'm here to support you in your journey. And I'm here to tell you because nobody ever told me. And all I ever wanted was someone to sit down and say, I care about you. I care about your health. And I'm concerned about the direction that you are going. I'm concerned that you're not taking care of yourself. 
I'm concerned that you're not showing up in the world the way that you could be and that you should be for all the people around you, all your friends, all your family. You could be better. You are enough and you could be better at the same time. I wish someone told me that. If you made it to the end of the podcast, I really appreciate your support. I hope you have a great rest of your week.